Welcome to the War and Bees podcast, the podcast that says, Dear God, how many more deaths do we have to have in this series? <laughs> I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. Oh, and I'm Kendall. <laughs> are you, and though? Are you sure? I'm not sure. I think this will be the easiest uh, death tally count for Kendall. Oh, I would say so. Uh, I just thought they had the same yes. amount. yes this week we are reviewing season two episode 10 transmutate uh it was it was an episode certainly an episode i'm like and we're after this episode we have the three-parter for the end of the season yeah season two is done it's like where the heck did it go yeah like it's just it's crazy i was looking at that i'm like oh it's just a three three three-parter season finale and and that's it I'm actually yeah. probably going to watch them all like tonight, just just for for funsy and just like watch them all in a row. Nice. I, I did that when we did the last season finale. I like I yeah. watched the second part and then I watched like the first two episodes, or I, I guess it was just the first episode of season two, and it was it was a good time. But then I noticed when we got to it on the podcast, I was like less like, <laughs> well, excited I'll... and less like into the episode because I watched like a week ago. So like, personally, <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, lay off. Mm-hmm. Well, I also plan to like rewatch the specific episode again when on the day that we. Oh yeah, um, I, re- I I rewatched it too, but it, I was just like less excited for it because I don't know. So, Kendall, what do we got on IMDb this week? Um, okay, so Rat Trap speaks of his great aunt RC. This refers to the Autobot RC, who first appeared in oh, Transformers the, the movie. It was voiced by Susan Blue, who voices Transmutate. Also, RC is uh, the coolest looking character on Transformers Prime. She mm-hmm. is. Uh, She's best. Transmutate was voices by Beast Wars voice director Susan Blue. I heard that on the last comment trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Susan Blue not only was the voice of RC, but also was the voice director on Beast Wars. Oh, in Japan, see, the, episode, cool. the episode was called I'm a Crab, or <laughs> Connie, jo- <laughs> Connie Jail. The strange title refers to Rampage, who is in the focus of this episode. That's the name of the Japanese episode, I'm a Crab. I'm a Crab. Okay. I think <laughs> that's the name of this episode, too. Um, okay, this, this last piece is weird. Okay. Um, and it's not the last. Any more weird than what we normally have for weird? Yes. This episode was the victim of an April Fool's joke gone oh, horribly yes, wrong. Oh, yes, I read about this. Okay, before I compl- continue this, any uh, anyone who is listening to this episode because I gave your seven-year-old child uh, fruit snacks at Free Comic Book Day, uh, you may want to uh, fast-forward past this part. Oh, um, God. <laughs> before it aired, a fake script got leaked to the internet, which shared basic plot elements with the finished script but also contained parts that were so vulgar in nature, they shocked the fans to the core. One of these infamous bits is a disturbing sex scene between the characters Rat Trap and Transmutate, with Cheetor trying to join in. 
Thankfully, what? when the episode finally aired, it was revealed to be a hoax. It is still unclear to this day how the gag script got leaked to the net. That's the worst thing. That is the worst thing ever. The the wiki points out that it was probably part of an April Fool's joke for someone in-house, but uh, the the copy got somehow outside of mainframe. Yeah, it got to the net, probably. What's the name of the guy from from Reboot? Bob? Bob. Yeah, probably Bob, because he's from the net. He probably <laughs> took it. He saw it, and he's like, you're not, making, you're not making my show anymore, so I'm going to ruin your new show. From Mainframe. Ooh. Mainframe was a thing he, in he Reboot 2, wasn't it? From the net. Sorry? Was, Mainframe was a, was a thing in Reboot 2, right? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, the city. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, he stole it from Mainframe. <laughs> and, and, uh, and took it to the and net. And sent it to the other Mainframe. But he's, like he's, the, he's like the protector of uh, Mainframe. Uh, Oh, maybe well, it was Megabyte then. Yeah, he was Megabyte. Tony J. Yeah, but, but Bob is the one who's from the net because he's like, I'm from the net. That's the is one. He from the net? Yes, that yeah. is, yeah. That yeah, is what he says at the beginning of every episode. episode. Like, I come from the net. Oh, you're right. Because for me, I'm thinking like, oh, later on he goes into the internet and becomes all like, he like merges a glitch, but that's not what you're yeah. doing. And finally, although originally there weren't any toys of Transmutate, when Hasbro reissued the original Beast Wars toys on the show's 10th anniversary, some of them contained various transmutate pieces, which could be assembled to form a complete figure. I remember that. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. For all things considered, I, I like Transmutate's design. It's pretty creepy and interesting in a very, very alien. It, it's it's a very unique design. Yeah. Alien I, was definitely the first thing that I thought of when I saw it. So I feel like I've seen a similar design like that before, like maybe it may be a character in the, reboot or the or face. It's probably the face. I'm okay. sure they've used that before somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for hexadecimal. Maybe. Yeah. There's I, it's also a similar, something else that I think it's really a reminds design. me of. What is hexadecimal? She's the one that has the, the different the face masks. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I was, I, that was a rhetorical oh. question. I was like, oh, like specifically, like I was asking Google. Please uh, let, me, oh. let me ask Google real fast. Uh, you know what? It also kind of reminds me of if have you ever seen that um, that crazy uh, claymation uh, like the Adventures of Mark Twain or something like that, where he's like it's Mark Twain with uh, Huck and Tom and and I forget what the girl's name is from that series, and basically they they meet this like like. Sh- uh, I can't even explain it because I'm pretty sure there's like a YouTube clip where it's like the most terrifying claymation scene you'll ever see because it's basically just the this claymation creature playing God with with like with a uh, with like a clump of land and it's just uh, it's really hard to explain I guess. Hmm. Now that so I'm, he- now that I'm hexadecimal hexadecimal I, doesn't look that much like it, but it might have been something like so, that. I remember them doing creepy things with her masks. Yes. Oh yeah. Jordan, I I don't I don't like know exactly the cartoon you're talking about, but I, I know that the Mark Twain um, uh, clay animation is supposed to be like pretty creepy, like infamously. So I kind of I kind of understand stranger. What you're that's that's what that character was named. Also, if you're gonna re- Google hexadecimal, make sure you say hexadecimal reboot because uh, apparently it's a math term. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, HTML has is like uses hexadecimal stuff too, doesn't it? Isn't H and that stand for hexadecimal? 
I'm probably wrong with that. I'm, I think it's hypertext transmission right. protocol you're for, right. for the age. But hexadecimal okay. is um uh, two, two hours no, is my excuse for saying that. So don't don't email me. <laughs> in mathematics and computing, hexadecimal, also base sixteen or hex, is a positional numeral system with a, ra- a radix or base of sixteen. It uses sixteen distinct symbols, most often symbols for zero to nine, to represent zero to nine, and A B C D E F, or alternatively A B C D E F, to represent ten, values of ten to fifteen. Yeah. You saw it alternatively and then say the exact same thing again? <laughs> it's, it was uppercase <laughs> and lowercase. That's what you used to be able to use in HTML in order to uh, to code for colors. Like you use a hexadecimal code. Oh, because. That's what it was involved. Like I knew it was something to do with computers class in grade seven. I knew it had something to do with that. <laughs> but I remember being in grade seven and being like, oh, it's like the reboot character. <laughs> So Jordan, what did we have? Was that everything we had on on TV? Uh, yeah, I w- I do want to say the last thing. Uh, whenever I there are high end action figures, I buy very very few action figures. Um, but and most of the time I don't buy the high end ones. I buy the cheap ones because they look the same. Um, but uh, but like when I like right now there's a there's a run of Power Rangers like legacy figures that come with like yeah. a piece of the thing. I hate those because I don't want to have to buy the whole line so that I can assemble yeah. the 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 other figure. You know, I would buy a I would buy a, a figure of a of of a transmutate. That's really cool, but uh, I don't want to buy all the. Uh, it, yeah, it would be. Yeah, I don't want to buy all the things. I agree Monster. with you. When I said I want those toys, it's because the toys are good. But like, I don't like that gimmicky. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just it's a thing. It's a thing that happens in a lot of the high end, like legacy line type figures. That I think like the Marvel Legends series does that still. Yeah, yeah, the Dude, Marvel Legends. Like, you got Thanos or Galactus. Or so, it's usually a big character like that or Sentinel, yeah. something like the that. The thing. I think the I think the thing was was the one that I saw for for those. But yeah, it's like yeah, like the the power the Power Rangers figures. It's like a Megazord. It's like blah, 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 blah. I just want the Red Ranger. Also, how come? Well, we're talking about Power Rangers legacy figures. How come they stopped making them five inches tall? Because the rest of my Red Rangers are five inches tall. I want I want my I, I'll buy I'll spend twenty dollars on a legacy figure, but only if he's five inches tall. I don't want him no seven inches tall. The Power Rangers and Space Ranger was not seven feet tall. I I agree with you. I hate when the toys don't match up. Like. One thing with the Power Rangers toys when they first came out was that, like, you could buy a lot of the monster toys were, like, five-inch figures, but then the Power Ranger toys themselves, like, the, the main line were, like, like bigger. I'm not sure how much bigger, like, nine-inch maybe or six-inch. Yeah. Um, but they were, like, way bigger than the monsters were, and they didn't match up. It's like, okay, well, I guess I can't play pretend with my Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that those ones might have been, like, eight or nine inches because they were huge, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a nine inch. There's because I, I looked. At, I looked into rebuying the the this as a thing. There's a there were there's a run of the the ones that were in the triangle boxes. Uh, there are they're nine inches. Um, and they did have they did have monsters that were that size too. Um, but it might have been like a thing because they because then they later came out with a run that was the flip head rangers that were like yes. five or six. inches. They were smaller, and, and there were probably. Monsters that scaled with them. So yeah, I'm. I think that they did scale together. You're probably just from the middle of nowhere in Canada, where they only got half of the years. Probably. 
Yeah, and, I guess. And they were uh, sixty. I, mean, I, I each. think I, I think I had a, a Babu figure that was like comparable in height to the Power Rangers, but like it's, they'd always be fighting Babu. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that would be that never happened in the show. No, it never happens. Even in the even in the Sentai, I don't think they ever fight those guys because they're just kind of comic relief. And now that I think about it, the closest Toys R Us that I ever had was like three hours away from me growing up. So yeah, I have very limited access to to those toys. There's I a, live in the bustling metropolis of Columbus, Ohio, so there were like three Toys R Uses in Columbus. Yeah, there's a there's a story I have about trying to buy the Pink Ranger toy, but I'm going to save it for if I ever guest on TWA again. <laughs> It's a very good story. The toys, actually, the Toys R Us that's by me is like super run down. It's super depressing. Um, I I went in there. I I, I went there. I went there a few months ago because uh, I go there every once in a while to get my Power Rangers. Just check if they have any new Power Rangers. Uh, fix. Yeah, I, I usually I don't actually buy anything. I just sort of go and I'm like, that's too expensive, and then I leave, and then I go because it is too expensive. But. Uh, but I was there, and there was a shattered baby bottle, like on the on the ground in the middle of the parking lot. And I was like, "That's that's basically that's very expected to find here at this Toys R Us. Yeah. That's the kind of scene this was. <laughs> it's not not the not the not the nicest. And the buildings just run down, and the insides actually the insides not too terrible, but." <laughs> So you're going to the seedy underbelly of, of Toys R Us. Yep, yep. The black market Toys R Us. Uh, anyway, Jordan, what do um, we have on well, the TF wiki? Oh, I, I just want to point out, I went down a wiki hole and I found a rather. I see. I didn't know that. Like that. That uh, claymation thing I was talking about. The character was marked as a mysterious stranger and is based off the Mark Twain novella, The Mysterious Stranger. Like I didn't know that's that's where it came from. Which you know makes sense, like a lot of the stuff in that thing. But I do like this one comment on a, on a fan wiki where it's like the resulting animated adaptation is widely considered one of the most disturbing monsters in animation. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember what it looks like, but yeah. And I was gonna say, Kendall was saying about like, oh, you have some shitty Toys R Us. Well, new to you, Kendall, we don't even have a Toys R Us. We just have Walmart here. So there. <laughs> Walmart's action figure selection is really funny. I went to Walmart the other day because they're the only ones that sell ham lunchables now. Because, but because like, I don't want I don't want the lunchables with the cookie in them. It has to be the lunchable that doesn't have a cookie because then you get more ham. But everywhere else just sells the turkey ones like that. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I looked at their I looked at their uh, their Lego selection and their Power Rangers action figure selection, and it's it's super bizarre what the the movie tie-in figures they just like every store must just have like exclusive whatevers because they had all sorts of weird stuff but and and stuff from like uh yeah weird stuff no red rangers though so rough that's all that matters red ranger is the only (laughs) one that's important i want to just quickly apologize to listeners if i get silly because i have not had much sleep and that's gonna be why (laughs) okay we're gonna be on topic here uh, TF Wiki, go. <laughs> so, as I said, like normally I don't go through the the minutia of animations and technical errors, but this there was a point a point something point someone pointed out that was actually kind of funny. Uh, how the hell is Cheetor holding Rattrap in midair by the tail? His paws lack opposable thumbs. Yeah, that was something yeah, I was questioning I, as well when I saw. It. Same. He got the thumbs uh, out of Cheetor's little uh, 
replicator arm, room of requirement arm thing. <laughs> uh, there's some continuity errors marked where the Energon deposits are purple in this episode, when in previous episodes they were uniformly de- depicted as dark blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transmetals and fusers are rather handily taken out by an energon surge when previous episodes had established that they were several times as resilient to energon buildoff compared to normal beast former. I feel like that transmutates energon surges yeah. are like, way crazier than normal. Yeah. They mentioned the color, and I thought that was just because like that. Yeah, that too. It's, it's stronger. Like, that's, well, I think there's a I reason think... it's a different color. Mm. I think I think the the energon they were talking about was like some. Some exposed uh, energon deposit went in the earthquake. Besides, yeah. just the, who cares? The spark it's dark blue versus purple. That's I, dumb. <laughs> TF Wiki, you're dumb. <laughs> uh, Rampage matter of factly called the protoform transmutate be- several minutes before the sequence in which yes. he asks, "Yeah, I noticed." Yeah, I noticed. Four, that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. That. I noticed, I noticed and then that slowly too. figures out that it should be transmutate. Uh I just figured he was like, why did I call you transmutate? Oh, because you're transformers and you mutate. Yeah, you're like a transmetal and you're like a mutant. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll transmutate. Um, it's never made clear why the Maxwells can't simply transfer transmutate spark into a new protoform, uh, like Optimus Primal after his death. The original script for the episode describes transmutate spark as unstable, which presumably would have prevented the Maxwells from going through such a pro- procedure. Well, the only um, reason they also were they don't to... have a they don't have a they don't yeah. have a spare protoform lying around. Like, what do you? That's like... true. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, you know what? They kind of do. Do they? They could transform for him into a Dinobot's body. Oh, for fuck's sake! No, they they recycled his body. Yeah, they recycled it. Yeah, recycled so it into a new thing. Th- th- you know, so they can reuse it. They already that's destroyed the, it. We're saying, I, but well, that um, seems a little. That seems a little the, well, not the be, not a fi- inefficient way of recycling. If it, if you can't then reuse the the raw materials. Mm. Yeah, let's just let's just make houses out of human no. body parts. I mean, I don't really know why we. No. <laughs> no. Are we gonna, if we're going to no. recycle human body parts, we don't recycle human body parts. <laughs> Are you saying so, shoot candle? No, you said that they did. <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, it's fucked up to make things out of your friends. <laughs> well, well it, then it's fucked up to recycle, but recycling is still recycling. Yeah, but I think they, I think their version of recycling is more akin to, like, you know, when Cremation. we... I'm sorry, what was that, Jordan? Cremation? Yes. Like compost or something like that. What you mean, you, what, so, so what you're saying is, what you're saying is that they just, um... That they just arbitrarily used a, a, a term that didn't mean what it what we think it means in order to sound more robot-y. This show would yes. never do something like that. Never. No, nope, always never at all. Up up. What was I thinking? Okay, so Same. aside so from the TF Wiki being notes. wrong, is there anything else uh, on there, Jordan? Uh, when leaving the help, there's continuity notes. When leaving the help, Cheater, Rat Trap, and Silverboat, Optimus makes a remark about not wanting to lose any more friends. And obviously, this is you know references to Dinobot, you know who died last episode, and also possibly a nod to Tigatron and Airazor, who who were abducted in that yeah. previous episode. And then I also like this little continuity note about under gadgets and powers. Transmutate has a cute little jetpack thing that pops out of its back. It's got like a little energon crystal in it. Yeah, yeah, I thought um, that was kind of. Uh, it also makes the trans mentions the R- the Great Ant RC comment that uh, Kendall's. 
mentioned, uh, but it also mentions the real world reference where Rattrap compares Transmutate to an Erector set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He compares it to an Erector set. Yeah, um, uh, and that's not a dick joke. Um, Thanks. We needed your we needed your um input on that. <laughs> you never know so with other Rat Trap. Than, with the trivia, other than uh, the April Fool's debate, uh, debacle, it also mentions that this episode is the only time when Transmetal Rat Trap rears up on his hind legs and just just this year, yeah. Sorry, with his forelegs, behavior which hey, was buddy. extremely common for him prior to the quantum surge. Uh, this That's is, true. Yeah. yeah. This is the first episode of Beast Wars to not feature Waspinator. Also absent from the episode are Tarantulas and Black Arachnia, uh, for the first time since Law of the Jungle in, for both of them. This also is the only episode of Season 2 that neither of them are in. Uh, let's see. Black Arachnia actually appears in every episode following this one for the rest of the series' run. Mm-hmm. And cool. mentions transmutate mutate has a synthy little uh, let 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 motif. What is that? The, the, you know, like the a song that is supposed to be like a character's theme. The, you know the word what motif? You mean no, the, like... there's like L E I T M O T I. It's a light motif. Thank you. That that's what I meant. Light light motif. Okay. Uh, and it, I didn't and it realize every... it was spelled weird. I I always oh. thought it was. I mean, I've always the term is light motif, but yeah. Uh, that it plays every time it speaks or uses one of its many powers. And um, that's all for the episode itself. I would like to point out that there is actually some rather interesting things about Transmutate on, on the TF Wiki, about the character itself. Mm-hmm. I was talking, as I we were talking off mic, about uh, the parallel Beast Wars Uprising universe, which would be a bit to get into, but... Uh, Just a bit. Yeah, but... Um, it's pretty interesting, though. Yeah, but there are some interesting notes under her her character bio, um, where, where like, again, it mentions the, that they were wondering why they, you know, fans were quick to know why they didn't, why they went straight to stasis lock as a, as a, as a procedure instead of trying to transfer the core consciousness or spark into another body, but... Um, but I think, again, it, it kind of was like that was kind of left out of uh, it was in an earlier script about the, an unstable spark and such. And so that probably was, you know, lost. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, it also um, poses the problem, too, that the data tracks. Well, we'll get into it more in the episode, yeah. but like its memories were gone. Yeah. So. Um, oh, also, there's I found this kind of interesting. Uh, uh, uh Episodes from the episode scripts comes the character description in the cast listing section. Transmutate, a being with no beauty of form nor logic of shape, massive, made of of mismatched parts, p- bits of Predacon, pieces of Maximal, chunks of Fusar and Transmetal, heavy-duty weapons, and a face that vaguely indicates it is female. Uh-huh. And it says this word lends to some credence to the fan notion that Transmutate was originally a female protoform. However, Transmutate is con- consistently referred to within the script using genderless pronouns, confusing the es- issue. Mm. Um, oh, and that, and that it, alternate maybe... version you posted looked like a, looked like yeah, a transformer. Yeah, in, in, in the Beast Wars Uprising, she, w- she was female. And the final note that uh, they have on her character profile is, many people feel Transmutate's face is unsettling. <laughs> yes. May- you, know, you know, maybe... Uh... What this means 
is that is that um, in the beast in the Beast Wars universe, uh, gender is a social construct, and I uh, agree. And, that's my that's my theory, actually. <laughs> and so, so you can. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just looking at the 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 quote the question uh, caption quotes under some of the <laughs> the things, and under one they put uh, they put a bed. She's a program. People have said that similar things about me, and this goes back to what I said about her uprising character possibly being autistic or on the spectrum. Uh, Which is pretty cool. Yeah. From what from what it from what it sounds like in Uprising, it it was, it was actually a a pretty good representation too. So that's that's good. Yeah, representation good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, they, they so. if Transmutate was female, they had to make sure that Black Arachnia wasn't in this episode because they didn't want to accidentally pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> that's real good. <laughs> We can't have that. <laughs> All right. So, was there any? Was, so there was nothing else on the nope. the wiki there. Nope, that was all. Okay. Well, getting to the episode, um, we we open in. It almost looked like Megatron was. It was like a transfusion, almost like an Energon transfusion. It almost looked yeah. like that. Like he has yeah. tubes going into his arm. And there's this device that's that's feeding what I assume is Energon into him. Um, but he's having it done while he's sleeping, which is a I'm little pretty sure that's Norwin. And they never and they never t- mention it again. Yeah, and it disappears just, in a few shots. Yeah, yeah, it does. He definitely Norwin real bad. I wonder if he's like needs to get a, his a CPAP machine in there instead of that IV thing. Some, like, you know, <laughs> you know, if I learned one thing from Breaking Bad is that if you're gonna pass out while taking heroin. You want to make sure you sleep on your side, or you'll choke to death on your own vomit. It's true. That's what because that's what happened to Jessica Jones in in Breaking that's, Bad. That's Kendall's uh, life advice. So you're thinking that Megatron was taking some form of Energon heroin? Yes, that is that is what it was. I'm okay. pretty sure that's text. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure he's not even making that up. It's just how it is. <laughs> but yes, so the the camera pans around. Um, he at one point sort of snores and wakes himself up a little bit, but then immediately falls back to sleep. And of course we get his eyes uh, sort of blocked out as he sleeps and it'll, they'll sort of spark back on when he, when he stumbles awake for a moment and then they darken again. But uh, as we pan, we then see uh, rampages spark that Megatron is keeping close by. And it's just sort of sitting next to to his chair, and we then sort of zoom in and we see the door to his room being opened from the outside, and we then see Rampage in his crab form. Uh, I want to say that he's trying to be subtle about it, but he's a giant crab, and it doesn't really come off too well. It's, it's yeah, almost especially like he, when he slams the door open. Yeah, it's like he he's like. Maybe he was trying to use Tigatron's stealth mode. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, yeah. I hear the slam of the door, and I'm like, that's going to wake him. And he doesn't seem to wake up initially, but as Rampage enters the room and then tries to go for the spark, Megatron immediately seizes the spark and turns around in his chair. 
<laughs> and he's like, did you really think to catch me so unaware? I think you need a reminder. Yes. And then immediately starts to squeeze the spark in like the, I'm, I almost want to call this thing like a quarter pounder box. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it has, it has that angles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is Sorry, a scene, this is a scene where I think that, uh, that Rampage should have used the strategy of a Power Rangers uh, villain that showed up in a recent episode. I've been powering through uh, Turbo, and there is a monster in Turbo whose uh, strategy is to just keep knocking the Morphers out of the Power Rangers' hands. It's a good strategy, and huh? yes, it's a good, it's a very effective Ooh. strategy. Um, it also, also that episode, uh, the the villains decide to send multiple monsters, which is also a good strategy, but here would be a good time. Like if rampage just like ran in the room and just knocked the spark out of Megatron's hand, I mean, sure. It might like crash hard and it hurt him a little bit, but like, then he could just go for it and be like, okay, now Megatron, now I have the spark and I'm immortal and stronger than you. Now, now I'm the boss, but yeah. Megatron likes the monologue and that's what was happening there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yes, we have a, a bit of a conflict between Megatron and Rampage where Megatron uh, reminds Rampage that who the master is and Rampage then says that I promise you in very sort of snarkish yeah, I won't forget tone. He says don't forget who the master is and he says that, that I promise you. Yeah. From here we, we then cut to the, the Maximals who are in this sort of Rocky, it's not a plane, it's not quite a mountain range, not quite a plane. Well, maybe I guess it is a bit more of a, a mountain range, so to speak. But uh, one of the things that we're noticing here is the the ground starts shaking as we come upon Rat Trap, who knocks on the ground and says, there's a whole lot of shaking going on around here. And then uh, we then see Silverbolt, who makes note that it seems unlikely that Megatron would build a jamming station in such an unstable region. Region, rather. <laughs> to which we then get Rat Trap, who Best tries, part of the episode. says, you mean it's no fault of his? He's like, <laughs> get it? Fault? Hey. He's channeling one of my dad jokes. I love it. I was, per- I was a fan of that part. I got Silverbolt's like, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> reaction. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, get it, fault. Then there's dead silence for a moment. Earthquake? Hello? <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty Jeff's good. probably been, been waiting for those, like, hot puns, and he figured that Silverbolt is so corny, he'd like them, and then... <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know how that is. I can sympathize with Rat Trap. <laughs> that feel when. Yeah. But yes. So there's a bit more shaking. And from here, we then, I think we then cut back to the, uh, the dark side. And we have Megatron alerted by the computer that maximal units are detected in Grid Deltron, which of course is Rat Trap, Silverbolt, and Cheetor. Uh, he brings it up on this, he turns around, looks at the monitor, the monitor's sort of, did you notice that as the monitor was glitching, um, cause it's sort of, we get a bit of static on his screen and rather than the actual monitor glitching, the entire screen, like our view of the screen glitches. 
as it switches yeah, back I, from yeah, the monitor view too. too. Yeah, because for a second I thought I'm like, what's wrong with my what's wrong with my feet? But thankfully, just was something with the episode. Uh, we then get Megatron, who uh, he mentions the rampage that the Maximals are after his new jamming station, and that he believes that they can put Rampage's delightful rage to good use. So, so he's gonna take the pissed off crab and send him at the Maximals instead of having to deal with him, you know, skulking around trying to steal his spark back. So, I suppose it works. You know, sure. Yes. Yeah. So we cut back to Silverbolt, Rattrap, and Cheetor. And I guess Silverbolt's sort of in charge of this group because he he tells Cheetor and and Rattrap to to check out one area while he checks another. Um, how is it? Oh yes, he says to, to Cheetor, perhaps he and Rattrap can cover those crevasses. And to which Cheetor is like, "We're on a bird dog." I love that. It makes me think of cat dog. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like maybe he's not in charge, but he's just like suggesting something, and they're like, "Sure, why not?" Because like, because yeah. <laughs> like typically Rat Trap's second in command. So yeah. But, but I mean, like, there's no reason to disagree with what he's saying. So mm-hmm. but yeah. So they they split up. Uh, Silverbolt's going to uh, check out the uh, what was it here? Uh, he's going to scout the peaks. That's what it was, and then. Rat Trap and Cheetor are going to scout the crevasses. Um, so <laughs> Cheetor immediately launches off into the air, and Rat Trap's like, hey, wait up. And he starts driving away as we get more tremors. We then cut to the Axelon, and we have Optimus and Rhinox, who are both noticing the the geo instability, I guess you could say, uh, with the, the tremors. And Rhinox makes mention that they're pretty much, you know, in the center of the, or rather the epicenter of what's going on. And, of course, with Megatron jamming them, um, Optimus is immediately saying that he's going after them because, as Jordan alluded to earlier, he's not in the mood to lose any more friends. And so he immediately turns around and starts to head out. We then cut back to Rat Trap, who we, we've got the, the ground beneath him starting to crack and separate and he's left in a, on a small patch of, of the ground, and he transforms from his hot rod mode to his rat mode. And then as the ground starts to give way, he sort of tries to jump up in the air, and Cheetor goes to rescue him and manages to ca- grab his tail with his paw, even though he doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> and so- then as they're both trying to fly away, they then receive an Energon surge, and it's more of a purplish-pinkish color. Okay, so I wasn't going to interrupt because you were on a roll there, but I'm going to jump back for just a second to the uh, sure. to the I don't want to lose any more friends line. So yes. when you were talking earlier and you said, you know, he might have been alluding to Dinobot, he might have been alluding to uh, the Tigertron and Air Razor, uh, you know what I think he was really alluding to? I think he was really alluding to uh, Pterosaur uh, because he <laughs> secretly has a poker, he had a poker game with Pterosaur. Him, Dinobot, Pterosaur, and uh, and Tigatron. They had a they had a poker game on Wednesday nights uh, under a, a the flag of a truce flag. They they played. Uh, Rat Trap wasn't allowed to play because he you know he was too good. Um, <laughs> they played for like Energon chips or something. I just I yeah, have okay. that's what happened. I, actually, I think that's I what he really missed. Re- I really want to see this. I I kind of really want to see that. 
like in a comic or a short or something. <laughs> but now he has nobody to play poker with. Yeah, I actually yeah. just meant to mention uh, to mention Pterosaur, and then I named and then. Dinobot. Every other dead. Yeah, Dino, <laughs> Dinobot except and Tigertron. Yeah, except for. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Rat, Razor um, Rat Trap is not dead. He's mentioned that. No, Rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rat Trap's not. A, I didn't mean to mention that, that but I feel, like, I feel like if there was going to be a poker game and, 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 and for some reason Optimus and Pterosaur were both there, so that's the established. Who would be the other two players? It would have to be Dinobot and Tigertron. Those are the only other two people who would, who would be, who would be able to be there. Because you couldn't have. I don't feel like you could have more than one Predacon. Like more than one Predacon would yeah. be pushing it. Um, and uh, and you know, Dinobot he kind of flips sides, and uh, and Tigertron's kind of his own faction too. So I think it, yeah, I think it works. I don't know if Tigertron would play poker. Oh, maybe. Um, so he would he would play. He's a multifaceted individual. He would play, but he wouldn't play to win. He would play for the camaraderie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like yeah, like me when I play any kind of competitive game. Like a guy like I like was just... playing this board game called Survive last night, and like you're supposed to fuck over each other, and I just went full pacifist because I'm like, oh, fuck this. Because like he's he just <laughs> he's just uh... terrible at these games. I hate playing against other people like that. Yeah. Like they're just playing for Energon quarters, and he just goes in kind of expecting to lose five bucks. <laughs> Who would be the best at bluffing? Well, it was probably Rat Trap until they kicked him out, so I don't right. know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I would say Optimus is probably the best at bluffing because uh, Tigertron's not good at the game, and uh, Dinobot and Pterosaur both start monologuing as soon as they got anything good. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Curse those for the fifth laws. <laughs> That's some reason Optimus can just resist, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't even going I wasn't even saying because of that, but yes, that too. <laughs> I think it's because like Terrasaur's got a terrible poker face too, where he just like you draw a card that he likes to just start maniacally laughing and be like, Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, I mean uh <clears throat> I got nothing, guys. <laughs> yes. yes, you all will owe me your stomach guns by the end of tonight. <laughs> Cheetor wants to play, but Optimus is like, go to your room. This is for adults. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Would Rhinox be like a bartender for that? Rhinox doesn't know about it. Oh. It's a secret poker game. In fact, like this parts where like Rhinox like gets home just, like earlier than they thought he would, and we have to like put everything away really quickly. <laughs> they have to pretend like they have to pretend like uh, Pterosaur was there attacking the base. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's the third time Pterosaur broke in this week. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Huh. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Uh, hmm. But I was thinking, Rhinox has his own Energon hat. I mean, it'd be perfect. <laughs> He does, doesn't he? I forgot about that. Well, that's the problem. The that's play. the problem. They like in the past, oh, it's too distracting. like on the last mission, on the on the last mission, uh, Optimus and Rhinox, uh, they they you know they 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 were involved in a poker game, and Rhinox would just get too drunk at every one of them. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like. Like when they pulled that hat out in that episode, Rhinox is like, "Why do we even have this?" And Optimus is like, oh, "I don't know, it's just the closet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that. That works. That works too. That works too. Okay. Oh okay. That's that was. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys ran with that. That that makes me feel good. 
Yeah, it's yes and, you know, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, getting back to the episode. Yes, and what happens next? (laughs) Um, So what we have now is both Cheetor and Rattrap manage to sort of almost splat on the ground as it's shaking. We then get the part of the ground surging up above them and dropping a bunch of boulders and rocks on top of them. So they get pretty much buried in rubble, which actually now I think about it is kind of funny because there was one of the cassettes named rubble. So kind of of neat. I think not. There are no coincidences. I watched Dirk Gently last over the week and uh, coincidences don't exist, guys. <laughs> well, it sounds like you got you took something better away from Dirk Gently than everyone has been taking away from the American Gods show. Ooh. Oh yeah, I like Dirk. I, I enjoyed Dirk. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to cast shade on the American Gods. It's just oh. that there's that one scene that everyone's been talking. about. Oh yeah, about. I, I saw yeah. Luke talking about it last night. <laughs> sounds interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how they pull that off, oh, like visually, like. Yeah. Are we talking about the erect dong? Is that what no. it is? No, we're talking no. about the, the oh. unbirthing scene. Yes, oh. Queen, Queen of Shiva. Okay. Like, which was in the book. Oh, yes. But Yeah, no, you were like talking about, you read the book and Luke had it, and you were trying to like give it more a little bit more context. And he's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> you also say Luke was kind of terrified. Yep. Yeah. I like stir gently uh, as well. Um, so cool. I, yeah. I think there was an article where Neil G- Gaiman actually said, you might want to cut this scene out. Like, like they're like, fuck no, this is going to be a challenge we want to take. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think more, more than just uh, like disturbed by, I think Luke was just disappointed that it ended that way. Because <laughs> it kind of went into his wheelhouse a little bit. And then, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, we're we're getting off on a tangent here. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So. So yes, they're buried. Um. We then cut to to Megatron, who's sort of uh, keeping tabs on Inferno and Rampage as they're entering into the sector. And what winds up happening is there's a stasis pod that's literally above where Rat Trap and he and Cheetor were buried, and it's still sort of surging with. With energon shocks, the 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 purplish pink one. Yes. So, which like like we were saying before, it might just be because of the strange powers her the transmutates spark has. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's it's her abilities. That's why everything is all weird and more Mm -hmm. powerful than usual. Yeah. So Megatron's computer detects the the pod, and he therefore report or. Orders Inferno to go ahead and retrieve the pod. Says that he wants that pod. Uh, so Inferno is more than eager to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's like, he he immediately heads in the direction of the pod, leaving Rampage wondering where the heck he's going. Which you know makes sense considering Megatron didn't let Rampage know, and not Inferno wasn't telling him where he was going. Um, so yeah, he's sort of stuck there looking around, wondering what the heck's going on. We then cut to uh, Silverbolt, who's trying to get a hold of Cheetor and Rattrap. And obviously, he's forgotten already that there is a jamming station somewhere in the area. Because <laughs> he, he's trying to radio them without any response. And maybe they like, were trying like a shortwave thing that could that wasn't being affected. Oh, maybe. 
That's certainly possible, I suppose. But uh, it's funny because he he's talking into his wrist and he doesn't get a response, and then he holds it up to his ear. <laughs> um, so immediately after he does that, he then sees Inferno flying in their direction. He's like Inferno, and he's headed right towards my comrades. So he goes zooming, trying to trail along behind. Inferno lands where the pod is and speaks of how he he will retrieve it before the others come, and then he will stand again at the royalty's side. Um, As he starts sort of trying to move the pod, because the pod's sort of wedged into the side of this cliff a little bit. Um, It almost looks like it might have crashed into it and got buried a little, and it's been shaken loose a a bit because of all the, the tremors that have been occurring. The computer on board the pod uh, mentions that the DNA scan that there's been a malfunction that the data tracks are offline and it's like cancel, cancel and it's like sounding pretty dire which I think is kind of interesting too because that's kind of like the same thing that was happening to Airazor's pod before uh, Rhinox was able to fix it yes Yeah. Um, so this is kind of giving us an insight into like how bad that could have gone yeah, <laughs> but yeah the, the pod starts to, to spark and surge a bit with Energon and Inferno tries to, to radio Megatron to tell him that something's up with his pod. And we then get Silverbolt saying, back off, villain. And he's sort of perched on this rock. And it, it's it's almost Batman-esque in a sense, but it's way too corny to be Batman. I got a I got an Adam West vibe. <laughs> it's bird dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remember? Yeah. So the heroic bird dog. So if we think back, if we think back on all of the, on all of the pods, is Black Arachne is the only pod that wasn't messed up, and that one was, and that one got reprogrammed. I think at the moment, yeah. Although technically, Inferno landed, landed fine, but there was something wrong with it. Yeah. 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 Something obviously something went wrong. Yeah, because he's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> That shit insane is the t- correct term. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I seem to recall, um, I think it mentioned something about his da- data tracks were were damaged prior to landing or something along those lines. So that's why he acted so weird. Um, well, he was kind of knocked out of orbit, right? Like, yeah. Was like- yeah. It just it kept it the jets kept it from crashing. Yeah, because he had the issues. Tigatron's identity circuits were messed up. Uh, yeah, Air Razor had what uh, the thing with the with the Rhinox and the stuff, and then obviously the Fusors and uh, and uh, Protoform X. Like, yeah, we haven't had too much that. luck with with these pods. Yeah, no. Some, I think they need to return them. <laughs> get, try and get their money back. Try and get their money back. Yeah, because they haven't. I mean, they haven't exactly done the job very well. I don't think they'd be able to get their money back, though. I think it's been too long. Well, I mean, the transwarp drive can take them any to anywhere in space or time. Well, true, I suppose. But then, wouldn't they ask that sort of thing? Wouldn't it be like, "How long have you had these pods?" Or depends. Uh, depends on how. Uh, I, I guess. It, I guess it depends on how recent the transwarp technology is, and whether that has been factored into warranties yet. <laughs> uh. How do we get on this? 
I'm not <laughs> talking about retail. We're talking about it's, Cybertronian return. It's like policies. this. Uh, it's like this. It, I remember, like, as part of a proficiency test or something, I had to read a short story in in high school that kind of stuck with me. That was, um, it was called a niche in time, and the char- and the the main character's name was Stein, um, because he uh, hey? he committed some Stein's kind of crime. Game? He, he committed a crime, and then he went to the future, so it was past the statute of limitations. And then they arrested him, and they put it on, on trial, and that was his argument, was that it was past the statute of limitations. And, uh, and the judge uh, fa- uh, found him as not, not, uh, not guilty, and he said, A niche in time saves Stein. That's high. That's high quality literature that you have to read for state sponsored proficiency (laughs) tests. That's almost as bad as one of my dad jokes. Almost. Almost. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Don't worry, Greg. You're still the king. Yay! (laughs) Number one. But yes, getting back to the episode. So we have we have the heroic bird dog perched on the rock. He's like, I will not allow it, to which Inferno says, you will be too busy burning to prevent it, and he pulls out his gun. <laughs> he doesn't even get a chance to get a shot off before Silverbolt like, launches off and grabs him and manages to carry him in the air and then flings him into a mountain. Yeah, so it's like, nope, I know how this goes. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like this episode, um, Inferno is playing the Waspinator role. I would say definitely, yeah. There. Yeah, because he's like, this won't save you, Fusor, and he's like, and this won't hurt you, Predacon, and then he flings him into him. <laughs> much. And they, oh, yeah, and then he's like, much. <laughs> and in that time, as Silverbolt's taking care of Inferno, we cut back to the pod, which is still surging, and we then get Rampage, who arrives on the scene in his tank form. Uh, he transforms and seems to be interested he seems to be very interested in this pod he's like what are you he's like another like me perhaps and just as i love the um because he puts his hand on the pod and gets sort of a, a shock in his hand and he's kind of surprised by it but then we get silverbolt who who arrives back on the scene and he's like stand away monster and Rampage is like, firing, you'll destroy what you seek to save. Um, the pod then starts immediately freaking out. And it's like, overload, overload, deconstruction imminent. And this is our first real... Well, we sort of got a hint of it in his introduction. But Rampage is like, yes, yes, I feel your pain, your desperation. Your spark is powerful. And fight your way free, fight. And so it's almost like Rampage... Is exhibiting so so we know that cheetahs have precognitive powers. Is this <laughs> is this apparently crab psychic powers or empathic no, that, powers that's, of some sort? That, that's that's silly, Greg. It has to do with him being protoform X. Like Jesus, the spark. Okay. Like obviously, no, no. He might have a point. Not all empaths are are actually uh, helpful, nice people like Mantis. They could he could be that he can read emotions and feeds off them. That's well, why of he, course, it's, but it's because of his spark you, and not because of him being a crab, is what I'm saying. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, so, it, so it's his spark or that maybe he's just projecting. I think he's just, I think he's just projecting here. He sees himself in, in everything. He's alone, and so he, 
projects his own uh, being uh, on on this other thing that's nothing like him. Listen, guys, I'm just saying that Cheetah's being precognitive makes sense. It's hard science, but what you're saying, Greg, <laughs> with crabs, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Crab that knows, how, knows what people are feeling. Crabs are unfeeling monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's why I eat imitation of them. Emily the Crabist over here. What? Emily the Crabist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's me. I said their water spiders are terrifying. I don't like them. <laughs> but they are somewhat tasty, though, depending they on which tasty. ones you're eating. I like, I like eating crab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like eating spider, though. <laughs> Just saying no. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, we get... Um, Cheetor and uh, Rattrap, who managed to, to dig themselves out. And Rattrap's like, what in the name of my great Aunt R.C. is going on here? I love, yeah. The idea that he's related to R.C. is very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tell us a story, R.C. Tell us about the Great War. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know Rattrap wouldn't care. He'd, it'd just be like her always telling him stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, and trying to get out of it. Yeah. I don't know. So the, the the thing I failed to mention is, is prior to Taratrap and Cheetor managing to dig themselves out, the, the pod actually explodes. Um, Rampage t- is taken aback a little bit, like he steps back like two or three steps. Silverbolt is knocked clear off the cliff that yeah. they're on, and he lands pretty hard, and that's when we then see Rattrap and Cheetor dig themselves out. Well, see, that's because crabs are more earthbound and solidly built, while the Silverbolt's a poor bird dog and air-related, and it just it, the explosion just caused a burst of air that caught his wings. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> so from here, we we've got Silverbolt who uh, he transforms back into his beast mode and says that they can't let Rampage have the new maximal. Cheetor then grabs Rattrap's tail again. <laughs> Rattrap's like, hey, 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 let me down, you chrome hairball. To which Cheetor's like, whatever you say, and then just immediately drops Rattrap, <laughs> who, who then gives a bit of a fist shake. He's like, very funny, now where's this? And he turns his face, and we get this shocked expression, and then the screen goes black, and this would have been where we went to commercial break. Yep. Um, when we come back... We we open this, the new scene on Transmutate, and it's it's glowing with like a purplish energon sort of surge through its body. It doesn't seem to be harmed in any way, but it's just sort of like radiating with power. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, it looks around a little, and then we cut to Rampage. Did you mention when the pod exploded that there was like a scream? Oh no, I didn't. No. Yeah, because I think because of her her powers and stuff that might want to be pointed out is that she actually it, it's because she she does actually like do a power base where she screams and and causes yes. a surge and it and it's the same sound effect that they use for that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a banshee scream in a sense. Yeah, like a banshee wail of sorts. Yeah, but yeah, we the there was the wail before the explosion. Um, at this point in the scene, Rampage is like magnificent, and Rattrap. We then cut to Rattrap, who's like, "Man, I'm telling you, the things coming out of these paws is get just getting weirder and weirder," which I thought was a bit mean. Yeah, 
Very insensitive. I thought it was very apt because they are. Well, yeah. Look, but... Just because it's true doesn't mean that it's not not a nice uh, thing to say. Yeah, yeah dude, rude. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he said get... it to the protoform to the to the transmutate. He sort of said it to himself. Well, I suppose this further is indication of the fourth and fifth laws. <laughs> A lot of inner dialogue being outer dialogue in this episode. But uh, Silverbolt's very quick to to sort of chime in uh, and say, we should welcome what is different, not fear it. To which Rattrap's like, thank you, Mr. Sunshine. But this ain't exactly a tea party we got breaking out here. Uh, Rampage is talking to, to Transmutate, saying that the Maximals are enemies He's like, join with me and destroy them. It's like, okay, Darth. (laughs) Um, Silverbolt then pipes up and says, he lies. The Predacons will only use you. We extend the hand of friendship. And then, which is, you know, rather nice. And we actually see Transmutate smile and Silverbolt smiles and seems to, it almost seems like he might be making some headway. (laughs) And then we get Inferno lifting up behind them. And announcing that uh, the creature is the property of the royalty. <laughs> and immediately goes to shoot Silverbolt in the back. And Silverbolt jumps out of the way and instead transmutate is hit. Yeah, which and... is very unsilverbolt-ish. I, I, I kind of have him to take the hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it um, causes transmutate to, to freak out and essentially do a banshee shriek. Which causes an energon surge for everybody, the only one that doesn't really seem overly affected by it is Rampage, since, you know, Mutant, Spark, and all. But everybody else is pretty much rendered, you know, immobile for a bit. And <laughs> Rampage goes, do not speak, none shall hurt you now. He's like, come with me, come, I will protect you. Which, you know, it's kind of... It's really... Odd seeing this turn in Rampage. Seeing him actually being nice and... And almost caring, in a sense. Yeah. And I suppose, in a way, he he feels that Transmutate might be a kindred spirit, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, Yeah, that's what I... That's the feeling I got of why he's particularly, you know, uh, invested in, in Transmutate and and... Well, they keep calling her her it, but I kind of yeah. prefer calling her her. Uh, uh, but you know, just I guess he just was like because of like his, you know, he's not exactly willingly a Predacon. So yeah. just the fact that you know, not only is she a kindred spirit, but it might be someone that he can actually relate and have a friend. Mm-hmm. I think is also kind of there, even if he wasn't really thinking that at the time. And actually, it's funny too because when he says that I'm your friend. He then follows that up with your only friend. Yeah, which, and that's the other part is that he isn't above, you know, a little bit of like manipulation and stuff because yeah. she is rather powerful. Oh, yeah. And, and it is the difference between um, uh, Silverbolt, how he's approaching it. Like he's, he's just being purely altruistic. Yeah. While um, Rampage is a little bit. Uh, Certainly has some ulterior motives. Yeah, he's he's not doing it. He's doing it for his own like own gain. Even if its own gain isn't necessarily like 
power. It's more like he needs some kind of ally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably thinking with an ally that powerful, it might be easier for him to be able to get his spark back. Like, it's probably something in the back of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does seem genuinely curious. And concerned about her. Yeah. But at the same time, you have, you get this sense of this underlying motive that he has as well. Um, we, we then get a bit of a, a back and forth between Rattrap and Silverbolt. Silverbolt saying that they need to save it. And Rattrap's like, save it? It's like, get real, Bolt. We're lucky to be in one piece. And then we hear Optimus coming. And Silverbolt's like, oh, thank the Matrix. And and that's, you know, yeah, Rattrap's referring... Well, both Silverbolt and Rattrap are referring to Transmutate as an it. So that's... You know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not, it's the 90s, they're not yeah. as woke as they are now, but they would have been preferable, or gender yeah. neutral. Uh-huh. But yeah, we we've we then cut to Rampage, who is inspecting Transmutated, but I guess you could say he notes that she's partially transmetal, but otherwise a mutant form. And then he says, a Transmutate. So... He referred to it as trans, referred to her as transmutate earlier, and then sort of gives her her name, even though we already used it earlier in the episode. Yeah, because Beast Wars. <laughs> uh, Rampage does ask her if she has a name, but before she has a chance to really respond, Inferno reappears and orders Rampage to stand aside. I will bring this prize to the royalty. <laughs> and then we get Rampage saying, have I told you how much I like ants? <laughs> Especially fried uh, yeah. in a subtle blend of mech fluid and grated gears. That was good. It was the first kind of hint of his like Hannibal Lecteriness. Yeah. Just needed it. to do the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that line. And then we get a, a standoff between the two of them. Inferno pulls his gun. Rampage pulls his. And then we get the, the mobile... Uh, hologram emitter of Megatron's. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that this made a second appearance. Yeah, and it's showing his big giant head uh, floating around. He's like, stand down, I will speak with this newcomer. He's like, it has power, but does it have a brain? And I'm like, how is he able to tell that it has power? Well, maybe he like had some kind of like monitoring on the fight thing that happened with it. Uh, I suppose. But I think he would do. Yeah. I mean, how so, else was he what did he know to to launch the hologram head thing? Yeah, that's true. Um but he I mean, goes, maybe uh in front of debriefed him even. Oh that's really possible. Sort of radioed in while he was on his way to, to find the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It's plausible. Uh Megatron asks her, asks Transmutate what her name is, and to which she responds, Transmutate, and I'll be very slowly. Like, we're, we're certainly not getting an impression that she's overly intelligent. Like, words, words are very slow to come out, very almost, almost forced. Like, it's almost difficult for her to speak, it seems at times. Yeah. <laughs> Megatron says an ugly name for an ugly creature. And I'm like, ah, it's really, well, it's, yeah, that's Megatron it's a compliment, for you. Though. 
that's that's uh com- that's Megatron's version of a compliment because he's a because he's a bad guy. Mm. You mean like one of those things? <laughs> that was where, like, very large. Like where <laughs> villains are like ev- everything bad is good for me. So like when I say th- what a bad plan, I mean like that's a great plan kind of thing. Yes, or, exactly. Or, yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Megatron is a bit curious as to whether uh, she has a beast form. So he orders uh, Inferno to transform, to which Inferno does. And then he tells Transmutate to do the same. And she says beast mode and yeah, tries to transform. Kind of, kind of painful. Yeah, it's yeah. like to she, watch. I mean, yeah, well, she's really. Her too. She's kind of blows <laughs> yeah, the circuit she, there. I, have you ever seen, like, in a cartoon when a character, like, strains and then suddenly something pops? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty much what's going on here. I mean, she, she clearly yeah. does not have a beast mode. <laughs> no. So, and Rampage is, is trying to sort of urge her on. Um, he's like, try, you must do this, try. And she's like, beast mode, and... <laughs> and then we get a part of her sort of flings off as she's straining. It's very sad because obviously she has no sort of a, a, a beast mode to speak of. And Megatron is like, it can't even transform. This thing is useless. And I'm it, like, really, Megatron? Yeah. Beast mode's that important? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like that great to transform. It's, I mean, it's good if you can transform into an animal, but it's not like the end all be all of it like i don't know it just seems weird that like yeah it's gonna throw it out just because it can't transform into a robot into an animal even though like it like fucking totaled like a bunch of peeps like really yeah yep yeah but megatron, <laughs> i guess yeah maybe megatron sensed how how uh attached um rampage rampage was becoming to her and he's like this might this might uh be a bad thing she could basically turn on me up with or something like that and so he's just being very dismissive yeah although his suspicions are pretty much confirmed when he he says to to get rid of it uh yeah and rampage is immediately like no and then we get megatron saying my what a short memory we have and we then see rampage's spark and <laughs> in, in the quarter pounder box getting squished and rampage you know in pain he's like it's hasty to waste so much power. Give it a chance to prove itself. To which Megatron says, very well, one chance. Have it bring me the heads of the Maximals invading our territory. But if it fails, destroy it. And I'm like, since when is anybody able to bring the heads of any of the Maximals to him? <laughs> yeah. It's a very high bar for, like, I mean, it's first go. I'll I mean, I, I guess that's kind of the point, though. He's like fine but like i'd really want to kill it so here's an impossible task <laughs> i guess it just seems like such a and if she in- succeeds then great but i don't yeah. think i don't think she will <laughs> kind of thing so we we come back to to optimus who orders rat trap and cheetor to return to the base and fill rhinox in on what's going on and that he and silverbolt are going to track this new life and he's like if you're up to it Silverbolt's like uh, absolutely and thank you so Optimus transforms and goes into his silver surfer monkey mode 
<laughs> and he's like, we'll cover more ground if we split up, but stay in touch. So they both the, go flying you off. Mean the, you mean the Cobalt Carver? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I of that just now. So clever. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we then cut back to, to the Predacons. Uh, Rampage and Transmutator having a, a bit of a secret discussion. Rampage is like, we will serve for now, but soon we will find a way to destroy our oppressors together. <laughs> what was that? What are you guys talking yeah. about over there? <laughs> yeah, that's al- that's almost exactly what happens because in front of yeah. us, speak up. I won't have you freaks plotting behind the royalty's back. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just teaching her the ways of the of the Predacons, you know, deceit, treachery, lo- mindless loyalty. Inferno's <laughs> like, like, loyalty yeah. comes first. <laughs> he doesn't get the dig that he just did. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Inferno asks where they're going. And Rampage says to let the Maxwells find us, of course. I, and Inferno's like, I see. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's double take. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we then cut to Silverbolt, who... So this is sort of like a time shift of a few minutes, I want to say, uh, because Silverbolt comes across Transmutate, who appears appears to be injured. It's just laying on the ground. I don't so, know what you're trying to say there, Greg. I don't know what you're trying to allude to. But. Oh, Transmutate has many talents aside from its power. It's a very good <laughs> actress. Apparently. No, it's just- the, the the lure is set and Silverbolt takes the bait and lands and then is immediately uh, well he, he goes to check on her and he radios Optimus letting him know that, that he's found her and that she looks injured and he, he's like don't be afraid I've come to help <laughs> and then is immediately shot at by Rampage and what? Her. so surprised yep. total betrayal <laughs> um so he goes unconscious, and I was anticipating that that he was going to get blown to bits. So I'm guessing they were using like light shots or something at him. He got hit pretty hard there, yeah. But he's he's apparently just knocked. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, he's knocked out, and as he's starting to come to a little bit, uh, Infer- Inferno is saying, uh, "Where was it here?" Uh, da, 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 we'll bring the head back oh, to the yes, royalty. We'll bring the head back to the royalty. Transmute, uh, destroy the rest. Yes. Transmutate's like, eh? Yeah, and Rampage says, mm. you you must do it, my friend. He's like, channel your pain at him, then release it. I'm like, this is, he's so going full emperor at this point. <laughs> do it! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Do it. <laughs> no. Then, no, no, you will die. <laughs> we get a bit of hesitation from Transmutate, and Inferno immediately pipes up saying, oh, the royalty was right, it is useless, and goes to attack, and so Transmutate, rather than attacking Silverbolt, attacks Inferno and nails him with a blast that sends him flying across the chasm. Yeah, it looks like this beam's like a it's a beam of that pure pink energy on, so it's pretty fucking hefty like attack. Yeah. So, you know, Team Inferno goes blasting off again. (laughs) We we then uh, have Rampage uh, looking at Silverbolt and 
he's like, I approve, but this maximal must be dealt with. Allow me. <laughs> and then we get Optimus on appearing on the scene, and he's like, no, allow me. And then immediately smacks Rampage <laughs> with, with his surfboard. I really liked the Rampage. He's like, I approve. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so Rampage is knocked into a pillar. Uh, Optimus transforms, and the the pillar that Rampage is under has a, a big rock on the top of it, which Optimus manages to shoot, and the rock falls on Rampage. Gun. Yes, with his Lego gun. Um, <laughs> Transmutate is about to blast Optimus, and is saved by Silverbolt, who is like, "No, stop! We are your friends," and then he sort of collapses. So Transmutate uh, says, you know, looks at Silverbolt and says, hurt. And to which well, we see that says, she's freaking huge because her hand is like as big as like Silverbolt's forearm. Yeah. Yeah. And she she picks up Silverbolt and Optimus uh, says that they need to get Silverbolt back to base to get him repaired and her as well. And he's like, give him to me. I'll fly him to be repaired. And she's like, fly. 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 And then we Fly. see this little uh, we see this little energon crystal sort of come out of her and, and she floats up into the air. And Nobs is like, now isn't that just prime? And he, he's, he's not being sarcastic this time. He's just like he's legitimately yeah. pleased to be seeing yeah. this. <laughs> he, he's tickled well, I suppose it's not pink, he's tickled blue. <laughs> Um, he almost was tickled pink, pink energon, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. So from here, uh, we then get Rampage, who immediately busts the rock and sort of screams a bit and is kind of, you know, pissed off and things pan a bit. Um, we're about three quarters of the way through this episode. So why don't we take a, a quick break here and Here then we'll get right back to it screaming into the sky yes perfect place to take a break so why don't we take a quick break we'll be right back we left off we had transmutate and optimus flying silverbolt away to the rescue we then cut back to the axelon and we've got transmutate being scanned by rhinox and optimus at this point in the uh rather than in like the hold they're actually in the command room and transmutate i'm assuming transmutate is just standing on the table 
I <laughs> guess, yes. or they set something up beside it. Well, the, that's the table is modular. We've learned that. Like it's. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. It's probably the case. Yeah, but yeah. So we we get Optimus who looks at Rhinox, and Rhinox sort of slowly shakes his head, and we then cut to to Rat Trap and Cheetor, and Cheetor's like, "Wonder what." Uh, or no, Rattrap rather says, wonder what Fearless Leader found out about the fire plug. And Cheater's like, uh, Ratface? And Cheater <laughs> turns around and we've got Transmutate literally right there and Rattrap says, uh, no offense, whatever you are. And, yeah. So, Optimus asks Rhinox. I kind of felt like uh, Cheetor called Rattrap a Ratface to normalize <laughs> the fact that they call each other names so that yeah, you take what and feel yeah. weird about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I kind of thought too. Yeah, just not a lot of great stuff with Rat Trap this episode. Um, that's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, as we yeah, know, that's I mean, it's not surprise. Well, Rat Trap's supposed to be an explorer. At least that's what he professed at the start of the series. Nice. I suppose not, but at the same time, you have to have like some sort of bit of understanding of things that are different. He wanted to go out into the world, True. find weird and new life forms, and then destroy them, and then make profit off of it. Ah. <laughs> so Rattrap is like a Ferengi. Yeah. I guess. Sort of, kind of. Dark yeah. Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dark place. <clears throat> but yes, so we, we get Optimus asking Rhinox uh, what the scans showed, and Rhinox uh, is like, well, its data tracks are scrambled beyond recovery. Its structure is a nightmare. And its logic circuits are barely at the level of a drone. And then Optimus pipes in. He's like, coupled with its sheer power is a danger to itself and everyone around it. It was actually then, Silver Bull who asked oh, Optimus. Yes. And Optimus yes, said all that's of that. Right. But it's not a big deal. I'm just, uh, it's just might be a stickler out there who's like yeah. raging right now. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so it was Optimus. <laughs> I've been that stickler on other podcasts, so uh, I mean, yeah. listening to other podcasts. So. Um, but we then get Rhinox saying that the best thing for all of them is to to put it into stasis lock immediately. And Silverbolt then is rather upset and says, "Are we Predacons now? Do we destroy whatever does not fit our definition of perfection?" Which I have a problem with that line because they don't want to destroy it; they want to put it in stasis lock. There's a difference. It's true. Yeah. Just, like, the, the stasis lock is, like, suspended animation. That's, like, yeah. they want to, you know... They're like, this thing is not is not sane, and if it gets mad, it can blow us all up. Like, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's a little... There's a little difference there. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that they're correct in their assessment, but, uh, you know, it's a little different than, than uh, murdering it. You know, I mean, yes. it's not, yeah, it's not mm. quite the same thing. Yeah, but while uh, Silverbolt is chatting with Optimus about all this, Transmutate, Transmutate wanders off. Has, yeah, has free reign of the ship. Yeah. Did we, have, did we mention her walk cycle, by the way? Her it's walk, no. It, it's it's yeah. very... It's got like a because, chicken. Yeah, like the head, yeah. head bobbing. Because of the, the mish... I, I hate to say misshapen, but it's because of the various parts that aren't that aren't aren't matching. Don't, don't worry, has, I'm sure she won't be offended. <laughs> but it, uh, she has a 
an odd. She has to kind of do that, like pawing like Bob that chickens do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And her her head is on a the support, almost like the neck piece that connects her head to her body, is on some sort of a track. Yeah. So, yeah. It's on. It's on like a. Yeah. Attracts yeah. a good way. I was gonna say swivel, but it's not accurate. Yeah, but like, but anytime she walks, the head sort of juts forward a little bit on the track and sort of rolls a little. Like, have you ever seen one of those magnetic yo-yo spinner things? Like, you put put uh put it on and like it goes down and then it swings around the edge and then back around and comes back to you. Mm-hmm. That's it's kind of like a ring like that, like yeah. the the swivel head. Yeah, very similar. But um, so she she's wandering down the hall, and for a second I thought she was going to be like looking into Dinobot's old room or something like that. But well, she probably wouldn't be able to. I could have made door. A... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. true. I mean, well, Dinobot was too big for it too. So yeah, um, it's a magic door. Um, yeah. that would have been a poignant scene if like she came across the room and was like kind of looking at clothes yeah. and skin or something, and someone walks in and is like. This used to be our friend's room and talks about like Dinobot. That would have been kind of cool. But again, be like, oh, be, like, is that his skin? Oh. <laughs> no, not really. Kind of. It kind of is his skin. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Come on. It's been, it was the 90s. It happened to the 90s. <laughs> um, but she, she gets a call. Uh, at first, I thought this was Rampage being telepathic, and then I realized, <laughs> oh wait, they have the technology for this. So, <laughs> Rampage is ra- is essentially radioing in to transmutate and sort of coaxing her to find him that he's close by. Uh, she she's looking around a little bit, and he's like, "It is me, your friend. I'm very near. Follow my signal." Come to me, come. <laughs> she looks up and says, fly, fly. And, and busts through the ceiling of the hallway <laughs> and goes flying off. To which the Maximals then have an alert and it reports that there's a hall breach in sector seven in section seven. <laughs> and Rat Trap's like, whoa, looks like the nutty erector t- set took a walk. <laughs> and there's our erector set reference that Kendall was mentioning earlier. Yep, and again, still it is not a dick joke. No. Nope. Um, Silverbolt, of course, is pretty upset. He says, fool, you're all fools. And he goes, you know, angrily traipsing down the hall that his friend had just gone down and he's obviously going to try and see if he can track down Transmutate. Optimus uh, is like, maybe it's better if he cools off. And then he says that he wants transmutate found, and that they better get a move on. Yeah. We 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 then cut to to rampage as transmutate you know lands. He's like, oh, I knew you wouldn't fail me. We are two of a kind. We belong together. And then Silverbolt's like, stop. This one is not for you. And rampage is like, it is only for me. Which you know. He's certainly playing up the idea that they're very kindred spirits and that he he completely understands Transmutate, but I... Yeah. It, it's hard to tell whether he's being genuine with this or if it's more just trying to you know, have that ulterior motive. I think he's genuine, especially with the ending. Yeah. 
as yeah. we'll get to. Yeah, I think at this point he's being genuine because he knows that he, he mostly that he there's no way he's going to be able to bring her back to Megatron and the Predacons. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, and like so, okay, like Protoform X and by extent uh, Rampage, he's pretty fucked up and evil, but he also like was kind of designed to be fucked up, right? So I kind of yeah, feel like it's he's 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 like angry and violent, but it's kind of like for a reason, and he sees himself in this thing that's like was was in in most people's accounts is wrong or or strange and and relates to that and in, it's in a, in a way and like is like opposite of being calm and balanced yeah, and yeah. so I, I do feel it's genuine like a, a kinship he feels with this with uh transmutate um because like yeah because like it like it's a genuine like i see myself in this creature and we're very much alike and have similar origins this despite the fact that you're like peaceful uh, pretty much and would never hurt anything unless it hurt them. And I'm a crazy cannibal. <laughs> yeah. um, it is it actually kind of pointed out uh, in the wiki that both, you know, Rampage, Protoform X and uh, Transmutate Sparks are possibly like, or at least alternatives like from the, from Breeze Wars Uprising are, have sparks that are, Recognized as point one percenters, which are just basically it's a term for like every. It's for the richest point one percent of the people, most powerful sparks. Like every so often, they'll like from the like hundreds of sparks, one will turn out to be especially powerful and or special qualities. Hashtag uh, occupy Cybertron. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so I. So in a way, they kind of are really kindred spirits. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. By the way, Grimlock and uh, Optimus Prime are also supposedly point one percenters. Uh, yep, make, they're definitely point one percenters. They're the privileged few. <laughs> so we get a uh, a bit of Grimlock a not privileged. Grimlock work harder as anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grimlock, you don't understand. <laughs> so. We, we get a bit of a <laughs> brawl so between Silverbolt and Rampage. Uh, Silverbolt sort of flings himself at Rampage to try and tackle him and just sort of bounces off of his chest. It was, you know, a little bit pathetic to see. Rampage just sort of laughs it off and kicks him. Uh, he then goes to try and do a curb stomp to Silverbolt, to which Silverbolt manages to fling him off the cliff that they're fighting on top of, but Rampage then grabs his wing and they both fall and hit a jut in the cliffside and then sort of land on the ground on opposite sides. Uh, Transmutate is looking on from above as they're sort of gathering themselves and she's she says, no hurt. And she starts to float down and Rampage pulls out his rocket launcher and says, um, time to go back to the Matrix hero and he launches three missiles, Silverbolt launches two to sort of counter, and we get Transmutate. As she's like going, as she's landing, she generates this energy field before she lands, and she's in the middle of where all these missiles are converging, and she's zapping the missiles with this electricity that's coming out of her hands, so apparently she's a Sith now. <laughs> and But she starts 
you know, screaming. She's like, stop, stop. No hurt. Not hurt, I think is what she says, actually. Yeah. Yeah, before that. Silverbolt's like, Primus, no. And Rampage is like, transmutate. And so she screams, and then we get a big explosion. And after the fallout from the explosion, we see her parts sort of scattered around the ground. And we then sort of pan to her head, uh, her severed head, and we see her eyes open. And then we get a point of view shot from her. Uh, she looks at Silverbolt and says, friend, good. Mm-hmm. And then a blink. And then we see Rampage sort of picking up her head. And she like, friend, dark. And then we cut to, to Rampage holding her head in his hands. And she says, I am hurt. Yeah. And uh, so from here, Rampage is, you know, sort of on his knees, sort of nursing her head. And Optimus, arri- Optimus and Cheetor arrive, rather. And Optimus says, I'm sorry. And Silverbolt's like, it's over. It's gone. Um, and actually, prior to them arriving, we get Rampage sort of, you know, screaming out in sadness. Um, Silverbolt's like, it's over. It's gone. We extinguished its spark before we ever saw its true light. And Optimus tells Silverbolt to return to base and that he and Cheetor will take care of Rampage. It was almost rather, you know, insinuating that he's probably going to try and kick the crap out of Rampage. Um, yeah, but like, I what's the point? Rampage is immortal, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. But um, Silverbolt says, no, let him be for the moment. We are brothers. And then the final scene that we get is an overhead of sh- overhead mm-hmm. shot of Rampage holding Transmutate's head as the camera starts to zoom out from like the top. And then we cut to black. You forgot to mention the particle effect. Oh, yes. When, it's she, almost like when, a, she, when she exploded, it started yeah. basically, it effectively snowed. Yeah, it's uh, like these a purple, little purple snow. petals things. Yeah. And as the camera's zooming out, there's more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the episode. So what was everybody's thoughts? Uh, I liked it. It was very it was a strange episode. It was kind of like offbeat a little bit, which is not like completely unwelcome. Uh mm-hmm. it did it, it it was obviously supposed to be kind of poignant and and sad. It didn't really affect me as much as the last one did, but it was still like good and i like i like the whole story and it's 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 an interesting character and design so i, yeah. I wouldn't mind checking out that uh all universe version of her yeah it's well, the beast wars uprising like there's there's like it's mostly like uh some fun funhouse mm-hmm. comics and some like short stories that are written and i think most of them are online and able to be read so you know if it so I think if anyone wants to check it out, like the, it's uh, not hard to to find find it. I think this is my favorite episode of the series. Um, I think That's awesome. uh, I think uh, that so the um, so I am fatigued on characters getting killed, but this was obviously going to yeah. be a one off character. Like just if you uh-huh. know how TV shows work, this was not a sustainable character. Um, so it was either, you know, it was, it was pretty clear that she wasn't going to, either she was going to die at the end of the episode or at the end of like an arc. 
Um, I really liked uh, humanizing Rampage. Um, I really liked uh, sort of some of the the morality-ness of stuff. I liked the design of uh, the sort of E.T.-esque design of the Transmutate. Um, Yeah, it was just uh, like a really strong episode all throughout. There were there were some light moments, which was good, uh, as opposed to trying to be like last week was 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 too. There was it was just constant like super serious the whole time. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is this is like this is right up there with uh, with the low road as as one of the best episodes. Oh my on god! <laughs> like I would say, I would say it's like this is number one. The low road is number two, and the first rampage episode is number three. What's, what was that called? I don't remember what it was called. But uh, like, I, don't, I don't either, actually. To be honest, <laughs> you mean like the introduction? Yeah, the introduction to rampage. Okay, that was bad spark. Bad spark. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think spark. those are probably my top three episodes of the show with like. Some of the good episodes from first season, uh, as uh, off of that, but uh, but like, yeah, we we ran into a decent patch of episodes, I guess. Um, but this one, yeah, and it was self-contained, um, even though it had it had weight. Uh, just uh, yeah, it was just like everything that you could want from an episode of the show. And it did it did uh, make some callbacks to last episode as well, mm, like yeah. with Optimus. You know, saying that he doesn't want to lose any more friends, um, but it also it stood I, on, it stood on its own, unlike the rest yeah. of this season, yeah. which has been all all <laughs> moving continuity <laughs> forward and stuff. And I just I like I like that it I like that it was able to stand on its own. I could show you know I showed this to my wife, and aside from explaining why uh, Megatron was squeezing Rampage's spark, she was able to mm-hmm. follow the whole episode uh, just fine. Oh, she thought good. it was neat too, so. Yeah, um, like, uh, I, I figured you'd like it when I watched it. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. The question that I have, or, well, not so much a question to pose, but I'm I'm curious about, is I wonder what the reaction we might have gotten if Tigertron and Air Racer were still around. Especially Tigertron, I'm curious as to what his reaction might have been. I think he would have been welcoming of, of Trinity yeah. himself. Yeah, I I think Tigertron would be like Silverbolt, like sensing, would be able to sense that there was, you know, a basically to look past what initial reactions the others had, yeah. and be and be trying to to befriend her like like Silverbolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Ti- I think Tigertron uh, fills a similar role to what Silverbolt has become as far as being like the sort of the a little bit of a moral compass when it's. Not that they're the same character, but but they do they yeah. do seem to fill a similar role. That's probably yeah, why they they senselessly murdered Tigatron for no reason. <laughs> it's like we can't have two consciousness. I mean, like we don't know what happened to Tigatron. You can. He's mm, gone forever. <laughs> yep, gone forever, never to be seen again. Yeah. So yeah, that was the episode. Uh, I suppose we have. A- do we have a couple we have, of questions? We have a couple of questions. Uh, didn't get much. I unfortunately for, <laughs> didn't post it early and, um, and trump yeah. it up like early in the morning, like I usually do. No I asked my friend for who liked my. I I, re, I shared the questions post from Facebook and I, and he liked it. And I was like, "Well, you liked it. Do you have questions?" <laughs> kind of egged him on, and um, he asked oh. something that like we we we've. we've, we've I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this question because I did I did ask him to do it, but um, okay. 
why did Black Arachne have spider boobs? She's a spider. <laughs> We've got over this. <laughs> I didn't say it to him. I was just like, oh, not bad. Uh, do you, got a, you got another one? And he's like, no. Nah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I got to ask it. I asked for um, We've kind of gone over that. Like, she, yeah. Because she's hot. In case he, yeah. I mean, in case, in case, in case he listens to this, like, it's aesthetics. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's one of those weird things where, like, they have to do something to tell you that, hey, this is a female, and if it's not a pink, pink bow, it's usually uh, some way of shape. And, you know, like, I don't see what my friend Ross, who I'm going to put on last year, has to, has to, um, <laughs> what kind of, sh- what, why he's throwing shade here, because I'm pretty sure he likes that spider woman from Monster Masume, so whatever, dude. You like the boobs on the spiders, clearly. Oh, she's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's pretty cool. Why do they? Have, I mean, why do they I all have that. to have legs? Why can't they? Just, why do they have to have feet? They're robots. <laughs> they should have wheels. I mean, if they're anthropomorphized <laughs> toys, you know, they're gonna have random human body parts. I think it's just the tarantulas is kind of messed up. And That's yes, tarantulas did like explicitly design her to be his sexual fantasy. <laughs> so I mean, apparently he's into boobs. Yeah. That's probably not the weirdest of a thing he's into. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> okay, Who so uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Butson actually had sort of a comic, but it also was a question: is why can't the Maximals just get along with creatures that are different than themselves? And I mean, they kind of get okay with uh, Silverbolt. So I mean, like he's not, he's not like as as like clear-cut, and then when they're transmetal, so I guess they kind of, I think it's just that it was just this one instance that they were kind of being jerks about, well, I guess. I mean, you know, we see, we hear from that line of Rat Trap, you know, he is he is a secret racist. You know. He thinks... He thinks well, not that, so secret uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, this, was, this was what pushed him over the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, this was his... Uh, 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 yeah, he decided he wanted to make the Maximals great again. Oh. oh, Jesus! Sorry about yeah. I'm trying to trying to. Sorry about talking over. It's I yeah tired. Um. Okay, so I was gonna say that Ratchet's kind of a jerk, but I mean like Rhinox and um, Optimus aren't that bad. So like Kendall said, Silverbolt kind of overreacted to the whole like stasis thing. Yeah. Like, it might have been a good idea yeah. to put uh, transmutate in stasis until they have a way of treating her, or at least figuring out how to handle her a better way because she wouldn't have been hurt or anything like. So, I mean, really, and Optimus was, like, kind of, for like, he's like, oh, we need to help, and he was, like, kind of pumped about her a little bit, so, I mean, it's mostly yeah. just rat trapping a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, and, of course, also, the whole thing where the Maximals can't get along with the Predacons because they want to subjugate their race, that'll do that thing, too. They can get along with the Predacons. I mean, like, what about Dinobot? Is a Predacon? Are they just like, yeah, you yeah. can join up? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he was... Yeah, and, and, and uh... Silverbolt and Black Arachnia got along pretty well when they had to help each other yeah, out. Yeah, but but Silverbolt's a Predacon, so and <laughs> either Silverbolt, either either Silverbolt is is a Predacon or Black Arachnia is technically a Maximal. So yeah, to to be fair, Silverbolt was like, "You're really a Maximal." So I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every time, he brought, but but when he kept pressing it, she basically turned and fired at him. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, a, it's a spider titty. He's, like, hey, he just, he's just in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
look, not that, all white people are racist. Not all Maximals are racist. It's just, you know, some of them. I was going to say, it's the, probably the ones is. in charge. That's why they keep the Predacons down. Uh. It's those point one percenters, I'm telling you. <laughs> Grimlock, I don't understand. <laughs> um, we also got another uh, question from uh, Smutella at uh, you know, uh, from Twitter. Like from their twi- Twitter handle is at is at what is cosplay, like all one word. And uh, I think we answered this question before, but in a different way. Like mm-hmm. here, it, he they asked if the Maximals were a band. Uh, what instruments would they play? And I think we had one er- like much earlier where, like, you know, Battle of the Bands and, like, what instruments they would play and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, so, we I, said that uh, Rhinox would play bass because he's black. <laughs> you said that. Yeah. Said you that. I think we agreed that as a podcast. I'm pretty sure. that's not, That doesn't sound like something no. I would say. I think that's something. I think Emily probably came up with it. Really? Because I'm pretty sure that you mentioned it on almost every episode. <laughs> Actually, when I'm thinking about it, I might have suggested bass, but then you brought up the race thing. I did not bring that up. <laughs> like, to be fair, just uh, from personality-wise, I would think Rhinox would be would be a good bassist. Like, you know, just to keep the beat and... and, and well, you know. yeah, like, like bass... The, the, the bass instruments in the in the, an orchestra, or like a band of any kind, they, they're the support roles. Like yeah. they're they're yeah. like that's the kind of their job, and that's kind of what Rhinox does. He's a support. You yeah. know, he's he's boosting everyone else up, and you know he doesn't like to be in the spotlight. Like I can relate to that. Okay. Yeah. I, so, if, I, if I if I if I could be good at any instrument, I'd want to be a bassist. I'm just not good at instruments. <laughs> um, most bass players aren't good at instruments. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Throwing shade at the bass players. Hey, hey, they they know they know they know who they are. Um, listen, I've heard a lot of cool basses. Anyway, um, so uh, let's let's actually go through with the, just the new the the new to season two characters because there are a bunch of characters and we did we did actually answer this question before. Listen to the listen to the back the entire back catalog if you want to have the. <laughs> I Answer was trying to question. remember which episode we did um, we did this on, but I can't. So, <laughs> so uh, Sil- Silverbolt plays the clarinet. <laughs> I would almost say the saxophone. Well, yeah. see, he plays the saxophone in jazz band, but he started okay. on the clarinet. Nah, guys, he, he plays a trumpet. Come on. Mm. Yeah, well, he has trumpets. He plays his own theme music. He walks into a room and he's like... <laughs> That would get so annoying so fast. Mm, I mean, I could. I don't know. For, I'm getting a clarinet vibe from him. Maybe he gets a. Maybe he plays a combination clarinet trumpet because he's a fuse. Okay, I, I think just, I know which one Quick Strike is. He, he did, well, I was going to say either the spoons or um or the harmonica. Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, actually, I think yeah. harmonica is probably a more. <laughs> A more accurate. I don't know. I, I think a string <laughs> instrument with those with those legs he has, like that leg finger thing. Oh, like pretty good. View do like a country. He was like super quick. I don't know. I get I get much more of a much more of like a like a like a Texas vibe than a Tennessee vibe from him. So I don't I don't know about the I don't know about the banjo, and I just don't I don't think 
Well, you know, you know what? He couldn't play a string instrument because he doesn't have two hands. <laughs> True. <laughs> He well, I was going to say the harmonicas would be cool because then he could do dual harmonicas. Yeah, no, like yeah. he he yeah, that is good. That is good. But like his tongue can, can can strum, and then his like spider leg hand or scorpion leg hand can like hold down the strings. I think if he just set it on the ground, he could just use the one eight legged hand thing. So that would do be all of it. Okay, so so you're thinking of a steel guitar then, Jordan? That he would be playing. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe I could see that. Uh, I, eh, mm, I, I still think I still think harmonica is is the most for him. But yeah, that's okay. We you, we don't have to agree. I was, by um, the way, why did why did you think uh, you get a clarinet vibe off of Silverbolt? Because he's a dork. <laughs> I do it. I do it. I was I actually wanted to ask like, is it because he's a dork? But I was like, wait, is clarinet for? Yeah, male clarinet guys, players guys, are definitely dorky. Guys got that any might be ketchup? sexist, but... You guys have any ketchup for all these harsh browns Kendall serving us up? Yeah, I just get that kind of... Yeah, okay, so Rampage. Rips? Drums. Yeah, Drums. Yeah. The monster on it. Um, he actually isn't that... For being named Rampage, he's not that rampage to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, uh... With the name Rampage, it makes me think of like monster. I think I think Animal. Probably, Animal, that's his name. Okay. He, so he's so what he is is he's in the band. He's he's the drums and Megatron is like the front man and they constantly butt heads. That, that makes sense. Which uh definitely happens in bands. And every time he starts to get off beat, Megatron squeezes the thing. <laughs> Little does he know that if he let him go faster, they would have been in every case of the wonders. <laughs> All right, and are there any other new characters? You guys have you guys have seen doing that thing you do? Or that yeah, thing you do, right? Yeah, but yep. I'm tired. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh. Okay. And uh, then what does what does uh, what does the transmutate play? Uh, theremin. Transmutate would be. Uh, I don't think. She, I don't think she would play an instrument. I think she no. would be like a an opera vocalist. Singer. Yeah, vocalist. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was going to say, what it'd be kind of cool if she was one of those one-man bands that, you know, like, with the drum on the back. and the, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, so every time she moved, she actually was, like, playing, like, a little parade, like, march thing. Yeah, I don't know. I got it. I got it since, I think because of the, like, alien vibe, like, the, like, alien sci- sci-fi ET vibe, I, I think, like, a theremin or, like, a synthesizer. Um, or, or she's the, or she's in... Rampage has her join the band uh, with uh, with um, uh, with with uh, with uh, with uh, Megatron, and uh, I don't know who plays bass on that in that band. Um, <laughs> there aren't any there aren't any Predacons left; they all died. Uh, <laughs> Scorponok did play bass in that band, but then he died, so they don't have a bass player right now. So they brought in Transmutate, but unfortunately, she doesn't really play the synthesizer like she she they she kind of got hired on to be the keyboard player but she's really just she's really just uh just rampage's girlfriend so she just stands on stage for most of the show (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right franchless used to play in the band but he quit he couldn't take all the infighting (laughs) he was causing it tarantulas actually uh, tarantulas actually went solo 
<laughs> he tried to get Black Arachnia to to join his solo project, but she was like, "I wasn't really in this in, in the first place," and so she just uh, she just quit. She she just quit and stopped playing music altogether. Do you now think since they upgraded to the trans metal bodies that they would get different instruments? Because mm. this question definitely came before the trans metals. It's true. I I, I mean, the last time we talked about it, I don't feel like they're. The transmetal characters' personalities or or anything has changed enough that they would actually yeah, really yeah, change instruments. It, yeah, okay. I was just curious. I mean, and I don't I know what we said Cheetor was playing before, into, like, but now Cheetor is definitely playing guitar. Oh yeah, I think he, we did. If he did play um, a different instrument before, he quit that instrument to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, now we all do metal songs, but they're still the same instrument. <laughs> they went electric. <laughs> Okay, it we'll did see, what we'll we did okay. for our theme. <laughs> uh, so, do we have any other questions, Jordan? Or was that um, the... not not that I could see or or find in the uh, in the email like notifications or anything? But we did get yeah. a news post, uh, another news post from Casey. Oh, so let's move on so, to the news post then. Yep. So uh, Casey writes, "Hey, Beastmasters, I bet you had a lot of fun <laughs> fun and laughs with this episode." Oh. Uh, sorry eugenics is comedy gold as we all know but seriously here's some news from uh from this past week uh first up we have a new movie clip from yesterday's mtv awards which features another fun comedy gold topic dementia Mm -hmm. and it uh shows the mt they uh she provided a link to the mtv movie awards clip that they showed that had uh hot rod and uh who, who was the who was I the? Was, I was going to say it might have been Warpath. Okay. Well, no, no, I meant the 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 actor that was talking. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Okay, yeah. See, I I I couldn't remember that. Like, put the name with the face for some reason. But yeah, you know, it has him in there going, you know, dude. So, which is kind of also related to Rampage, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, like, ha ha ha, dementia sure is funny. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of weird, bad things, why the hell did they give Hot Rod a French accent? The movie looks baffling. And See, I listened to that. I'm not sure it's French. I'm, I'm, I'm not, almost wondering if it's Italian. It's definitely an accent. That's the yeah. thing. And it is, it it is a it is. A, I'll just say it is a baffling accent. I yeah. It it's just like what? Why? Maybe like, he's from you, Space you, France. Like you, you, you said it sounded like Italian, right? Yeah. Which because well, he's a Lambert, see it that being French might, too. But but at the same time, I'm like, it's there's something about it that just seems really off. So it's yeah, it's weird. Um, well, it's a Michael Bay Transformers movie, so I yeah. you know everything's off. Uh, so this week's second item is something movie related that's actually kind of funny and not a joke about dementia. Hasra put out a promotional video featuring Optimus Prime working with a uh, voice coach. Yeah, I saw that. It, uh, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, it's still... It was, it was okay. And, uh, I, I mean, I kind of remarked to myself that Optimus looked really good, and it, like the animation was surprisingly good for this like, kind of silly, one-off joke thing. Yeah, yeah. the animation and, was good, but I can't say I was overly taken with the idea that he would threaten his voice, voice coach with death. No, I Multiple can't times. Yeah. Um, that's and actually, that's, that's that's actually in, Casey's in character with the Michael Bay character. Yeah, 
And um, I think that's Casey's next point, is that it weirdly illustrates the big issue people have with the movie Prime, which is his pro- prolic- proclivity uh, towards violence. That being said, I would have laughed my ass off if he had threatened the voice coach with the classic, give me your face line. Ugh. Uh, I don't know what that line's from, honestly. That's from the second, second movie. movie. I guess I just don't remember that at all. <laughs> I can't say that you... I can't say that I blame you for not remembering it. <laughs> I made a point of watching that movie this few months ago, and I don't remember that line. <laughs> I can't forget that line. It actually Hearing has it. Peter Collins say it, that. Just, it, keeps, it keeps Greg up at night. <laughs> it does. It probably will a, keep me up uh, tonight. A note for it on Know Your Me- Meme. Like, there's a Transformer meme based off of it. Uh, our last item this week is another roster addition to Forge to Fight. The Decepticon communications officer and skilled communism orator Soundwave. Communism Sorry, orator. <laughs> uh, has been added to the game alongside his loyal cassette ca- uh, companions Laserbeak and Ravage. He looks to be based on his recent Titans Return leader class toy with a couple of G1 flourishes and liberties taken with some of the details and paint paint apps, which kind of makes sense since uh, Forged to Fight is a fighting game. So, And one of the parts of the fighting thing is you can, the characters will transform to do do an attack. So it would be weird if uh, Soundwave transformed into a boombox and just (laughs) like hit someone over the head. Uh, I'm going to have to skip this next paragraph because of certain spoilers. things. Yeah, spoilers that we want to hold off on to. Uh, uh, but there is an interesting note how there uh, has been like other characters like made like uh, various designs of 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 like how re- there was a laser beak that was made uh, using uh, pterosaur and was redecoed and called laser beak. So it's just it was just mentioning some of that. Okay. Um, and then I'll finish things off this week with some info. Uh, I don't know if you all talked about this at all, but Transmutate actually got an official toy release during the 10th anniversary of Beast Wars, and we did we actually did mention, mention that. Yeah. And it was, and they also go on. It, I we mentioned it was like a build up thing, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of was like that actually on the show. I think it was. Yeah, it was kind of like how Marvel does those build a figure things with a different part. Included with six different figures. Each figure was a toy from the original toy line with slightly modified paint apps to be more cartoon accurate. Each figure came with a DVD for one episode of the series. Fun fact, Dinobot came with Code of Hero. <laughs> Here, kid, here's your toy. You want to watch how it dies? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the, I suspect that those were not marketed towards yeah. small children. They were probably marketed towards the... Uh, people who watched Beast Wars 10 years ago. True. That's true. Yeah, so most of the kids that would have been watching it probably would have been their mid to late teens, I would say. It's kind of funny if you got that for a kid. He's like, oh, I got an episode. <laughs> and uh, she again gave a link to the figure image when it's all put together. Mm-hmm. And like, wouldn't you love to have this figure on your nightstand staring at you while you try to sleep? Yes. But seriously, it's legitimate, pretty cool, and a bizarre one. Uh, that a bizarre one-off character like Transmutate got an official toy release, which I think was actually mentioned there that it was kind of one of those. It's it's odd that such a one-shot character would actually get like a full figure like this, um, well, even if it is. I think that sort of speaks to how much this episode resonated, I guess. Yeah, and the, which, the character, 
which I think is also maybe why they the uh, they the she appeared in 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 the the Beast Wars Uprising thing because it was just like people wanted to expand on her backstory even if it's a parallel version. Yeah, yeah and and I feel like <laughs> um, Beast Wars is a great show and a lot of people have fond memories of it, but it's like it's a little bit more of a cult classic than other Transformers shows. Like it's. It's, yeah. it's a little bit more niche. So it's like, if you're a fan of, tra- of Beast Wars, you're going to be a fan. You're going to know all the little minutiae and like, mm-hmm. like transmutate. So you'd be like, also, oh my god, that's really cool. Also, this is the only one-off character that we've had. Like, That's yeah. actually true, the yeah. Next yeah. Most clo- the next most closest thing was Snowstalker. What about um, random Cybertronian who remarks on the probe they're sending out to find Maximals in that one episode. Yeah, but we never actually see them. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Greg's my favorite character, okay? <laughs> Don't front. Um, and then the, the uh, Casey says, I'll leave you all with a question completely unrelated to anything uh, to anything in this episode. Mm-hmm. Favorite weird, obscure Star Wars characters? I don't know if I'd call him my favorite, but I do like Dengar, that mummy fuck. Dengar's not obscure. <laughs> okay. I'm also, par- I'm also partial to R5-D4, who I remember really liking as a kid for some reason. May the 8th and the 13th be with you always, thy dear beasties. Aww. R5-D4 is also not obscure. <laughs> I mean, like, Kendall, it depends on, like... <laughs> I've never heard of these characters, okay? And I've watched every Star Wars movie. So, I mean, to, like, a big fan, I guess they're probably not obscure, okay. but, like, to most R5- people. R5-D4 is the is the red droid that has the bad motivator. Yes. And yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that's who it was. Like, and I think I like that, that too, because it was red. And I like yeah, the color red. I, I like suppose... As a kid, that was like, I was like, I, I like that. I suppose you could call R5-D4 an, an obscure character, but Dengar... Dengar's Dengar. He's like one of the most iconic characters in all of Star Wars. Who's Dengar? He's, he's uh, one of the bounty hunters. The, the, he's the bounty the hunters with the with the with the, with, the uh, with the bandages. Yeah, and I love him in the robot chicken one where he's like where he's like got the patter of like some kind of like uh, vaudevillian uh, actor in like the twentieth <laughs> century, uh, like in the nineteenth tw- century or something. Yeah. He's like, you know what my specialty is? Disintegrator bomb. Just loving the oh, disintegration. Yeah. It's like, and no disintegration. Aw. <laughs> I, I guess. My favorite I guess you could call obscure st- Star Wars character is Juhani. I don't know who that is. Uh-huh. I beat you. <laughs> I mean, it must be an obscure I character. I win, then. Kendall. Who, who is that? <laughs> um, She's a character from Knights of the Republic. She is oh, okay. a cat alien thing person that like she kind of goes for dark side very briefly and then i think she joins your team and she was originally going to be gay romance but then they took that out but she's still in the game um well i wouldn't call him an obscure character but uh my one of my 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 two one of my favorite star wars characters was always corin horn uh he was a main character in the x-wing novels as well as uh as well as um, some other, as some comics and stuff uh, by Michael Michael A. Stackpole created him, um, and then uh, Zuckus was always my favorite bounty hunter, um, and uh, I also always liked Ula. So Ula la, 
Ula is the um, is the Twilight that gets that dances for Jabba and then and then tries to mm-hmm. escape and kills her with the Rancor. Also, Malakili oh. is another favorite of mine. He's the Rancor keeper. Yeah, you know, I, I, I always felt bad for that guy. Yeah, he you seems know? so sad when the Rancor dies. Yeah, yeah, because he was gonna free him. He had a he had it all set up that he was gonna he was gonna take the set the Rancor free and and he had a, a whole big plan. Yeah, but where was he going to set it free? If he set it free on Tatooine, it was no, probably going to get like, into a... I, he was going to, like, take... He had, like, a ship. He was going to take him to, like, to okay. the Rancor's home planet or something. Because I, I was going to say, if he exactly. was going to set it free on Tatooine, it would have been, like, Godzilla versus King Kong, because he probably would have found a crate dragon and fought it. <laughs> yeah, What yeah. is that dragon thing that they... That's just... The crate dragon. The that's yeah. the crate dragon? Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, also, um, the uh, uh, when Obi Wan shows up and makes the weird noise, he's making the crate dragon howl. Yes. Oh. And That's actually, when I played Star Wars Galaxies, I was able to solo one of those, and those were like some of the hardest things in the game. Oh. So thanks, new game experience, for completely screwing the thing up. <laughs> I also like Zalbar, who is the Wookiee from Night's Little Public, because like he's kind of overshadowed by other Wookiee characters. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's got a kind of a cool story, and you actually get to like understand what he's saying and stuff. So it's you get a bit more of a insight into Wookies and how they are. And also, there's this amazing glitch that happened in my game where he every time I re-entered uh, the Ebon Hawk, there would be another Zalbar in there. So there would be like multiple Zalbars. Yes, and it would it would be it would increase by one every time I had re-entered it. So like the first time I'm like, why is there an extra Zalbar? Second, second time, now there's three. Oh now my there's god. Four, and there's eventually like 20 Zalbars in my Evan Hawk. <laughs> You've got a Wookiee strike force at your command. Yeah. I also apparently. always liked, I also, I, I also always used to like uh, Ben, Ben Quadranero. Um, he's the, uh, the pod racer in episode one that has the four, he's got the four engines and never crosses the starting oh, okay, line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could put the whole cast of Kodor on here, and I'd be like, Mission's great, Bastila, Jolie, um, Karth. Like yeah, <laughs> I like Lobot. Is that the guy from Cloud City with the? Yes, HK forty seven is great. Everyone loves HK forty seven. Yeah, I like him from the games too, and and I haven't even played those games much. E three M four is fine, but he's kind of just R two D two. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're 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 going a bit long on this. <laughs> Fair enough. I was um, gonna. I was going to end by saying my favorite character is Akmina from from this holiday special. Oh God! <laughs> but it's no, a, um, it's, it's Grandpa Chewie who's a no, <laughs> no, it is not Grandpa Chewie. It's um, not Grandpa Chewie. Honestly, like my favorite characters are the ones that get like the most silliest and strangest backstories, like the guy who was cr- carrying that like ice cream cooler in Cloud City. Oh, um, oh shoot, what's his name? Uh, oh. Yeah, I can't remember his name specifically, Shit. but I just I love things like that where like it's just it's just something that was on the screen for a second, and then there's like an actual there's actually a whole like expanded universe like inter- uh like interesting things that are written up about them and stuff like that that I just love that kind of stuff. Did you mm-hmm. like there was like a, a at one convention there was like a cosplay event where there was like twenty the twenty of them all dressed Will, up as Will Rohood. Will Rohood, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's his name. Oh man, uh, that was gonna bug me. Yeah, and um, yeah, he got his um, he got his backstory uh, as part of like when StarWars.com was 
um, sent had you could you had like a they had like a special newsletter and they would write little backstories for all the super minor characters. Oh, okay, God. so I, I like I like would rather not pass out on podcast. So okay, yeah. is there more questions or no? That, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Okay. All right. Does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna plug the thing that I'm gonna finish in my future, but you've already seen in your past, hopefully, listener, which is uh, I I, I am in the process of drawing a beanie comic, which uh, which is the Billy Trini ship, and I drew some of it during this podcast actually. And yeah, it, sh- it should be up before Saturday. So you've already seen it. Hopefully, Yay. if you haven't, go check it out. I think it's pretty cool, and people have told me it's nice. So yeah, check it out. Oh, it's a comic. I've done a comic it. in years. Um, you can find it at dangerchair.tumblr.com on my Twitter at this is emeralds on my Instagram at this is emerald, and yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm going to pop it on. Cool. And normally I would uh, plug they see me rolling and Jesse Cooper's. Uh, Curio Cast Podcast Emporium, uh, but besides those, which you know are still great, and but I'm not going to plug I, those this time. <laughs> I also want to uh, point out Darren Husted, is, or I always say his last name wrong, is going to be doing another uh, series of podcasts, which I'm not going to be a part of because I don't I don't have any specific knowledge of this. But he's going through the Prince uh, catalog. And basically, is going to do a podcast about each song. So Ooh. he's setting up. Yeah, he's setting it up. It's uh, what is it like, Prince? Uh, wait, hold on one second. But uh, he's also still doing the "I've Made a Huge Mistake" one, which is the uh, Arrested Development episode yes. by episode discussion. And they're just finishing up third season. They had to take a break, and now they're releasing the episodes on iTunes that uh, from a while ago and. There are plans to do the fourth season on Netflix, which is kind of interesting. Cool. Actually, uh, they but, just followed us on Twitter. Yeah, that, I saw that, and that's kind of what reminded me. Like, oh, yeah, um, we're uh, Prince, track by track. That's what it's going to be called. Oh, nice. Uh, there's, it should already have, like, an, uh, an iTunes feed, and, like, there's, like, an intro episode there for it. But that should be starting up soon. Right on. Kendall, how about you? You can find everything that I do at KendallCast.Ninja. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yep. You just set that up, was it this past this weekend? Past, or? This past week, I, I got it all organized. It's got my podcast, my pull list podcast, which is a comic book podcast. It's got the Katarn Collection, which is a Star Wars video gaming podcast. Um, I'm going to link this podcast on that website, and I'm also going to uh, link... Uh, Technodrome Tales, uh, which is my Ninja Turtles podcast that I'm on, uh, and also my ukulele videos. Everything Kendall Hallman is going to be at KendallCast.Ninja. Uh, hey, Ken. Cool. Yeah. Random question about your the pull list. Uh, the theme song, What what is that? What is that? Oh, is that you? I forgot to put... Yeah, that is me. I forgot to put that okay. on. That's, that's I, a really good song, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this sounds like Kendall, but it's also like really well produced. So maybe it's not, but that sounds yeah, like an insult, but it's it not. Was, it's, yeah. it's, meant, it's meant as a compliment <laughs> that it's, it's really it's good. It's not. Yeah, it's not something that I did in uh, my all all the record. I had a friend of mine who has more professional equipment that it was it was an old recording from when I actually had a band. Yeah. Um. And, OK. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I hope you take that as a compliment because it sounded really good. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I totally forgot that I'd been putting that on epi- on at the beginning of episodes, and I posted this episode <laughs> without without a. It's a it's, it's a cute song too about getting comics, and I like that. I know it's cool. I gotta I check out. I'd love to check out the full version. Okay, it's somewhere. It's somewhere on the internet. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, yeah, it, yeah, you can find it somewhere. So uh, I just wanted to first off say. Hello to Tim Spurak. I'm assuming that I'm saying this right. I think it's Tim Spurak. I'm hoping I'm saying it right. Uh, Tim just joined the Facebook group recently and just wanted to say hi to us and that he is listening from Australia. So thank you for finding us, Tim. So glad you're here, Tim. Hello. and as always, if you want, if you like what you listen to with us, you can find us on AudioEntropy.com. We've got a bunch of different shows that are up there now. We've actually got a couple of new shows. Uh, there's the Garbage Jump, which Emily was on the first episode of with Molly talking about yeah. Poison Ivy. And I'm there's excited all, about it. Yeah, and you know we've had some. We had a lot of people listening to it. Um, we've also got uh, the Baka cast, which is now on there, uh, which is, um, is, God, it's too late. It's one in the morning. I'm trying to remember all the names. But yes, Baka cast is on there now. Uh, we've also got uh, some more of, I think a new episode of Transmission Radio came on recently. I want to say, was it a couple yeah, of weeks ago? About visibility or and also more so representation. Yes. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And of course there's a bunch of others there and, you know, TWA going parachute inside the master studio. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check those out also Zach and Joel have a, uh, persona five playthrough that they're posting on YouTube right now. Uh, I think it's called, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Joe Joel's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And it's capital Q quality. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. There's there's our plugs for the week. Uh, as always, if you have any questions or any comments, feel free to to find us on Twitter. We are at Warren Beast. If you want to find us on Facebook, we are on Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/WarrenPeacePodcast. And finally, if you're old-fashioned and like to shoot emails, then we do have an email as well. It's warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com. So there you go. Feel free to like us on iTunes and give us a review and find us on Google Play and all those other options that you have out there now. So yeah, it's been another week. Uh, next week we start the first part of the three-part finale for Season 2. So there you go. Uh, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. Kendall is tired. <laughs> Lie? Lie. Let's roll, folks. Lie. Wally.